Hey friends, and welcome to another episode of Productivity and Proverbs 31, PP31. This is another incredible interview episode, and I am so excited for you to meet today's guest. I actually met her via her podcast, so that's kind of fun little twist there, and I can't wait for you to meet Bethany Beal. Now, while she could totally speak on the topics that I usually do, when we have an interview, that of starting your own business and the ins and outs of how you made it. And she could do that. That is not the track we are going to take today. So if you have struggled with the pain and the issue and all that surrounds postpartum and trouble after your pregnancy that you didn't quite expect to be part of your journey, then you'll absolutely want to grab yourself a beverage, maybe grab a pen to take some notes and stay tuned with us. So we'll see you on the other side of the intro. Hey friends, welcome to the Productivity and Proverbs 31 podcast. I'm Kathy Lanham, your host, your mentor across the airways, if you will. I'm a mom of five, former teacher and top 2% company leader. Now I'm a coach, a podcaster, and a business strategist. Stick around if you're a Christian mom with some big dreams, a messy bun, and sweatpants. You might feel all the guilt, but you refuse to be a Pinterest perfect mom. You live in your car and reheated coffee is a staple. If chaos is usually rampant and you'd like some practical tips on how to grow a business, grow in your faith, and get some control with an occasional date night thrown in as a bonus, hang around. Because as we grab these few minutes together, I want to help you keep growing in your faith, build a business that lines up with your God-given gifts and talents, and make memories of a life you love. So reheat that coffee and let's get started. So friends, as I was telling you, I'm introducing you to a brand new friend, Bethany Bill, and she has a powerful story from how she trusted God through her singleness all the way through the postpartum struggle that she has had to deal with. Now, Bethany, I feel like I've known you since I've tuned into your podcast and I found out all these tidbits about your family and what's going on with you, but I want to welcome you to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. I'm excited. You know, honestly, these conversations are some of my favorite, especially when I get to share and talk and I didn't have to prepare as much because you did all the prep, you know, <laughs> preparation of the topic. So I'm honored to have you on because I know that you are an, a wife, you're a new mom, but you're also a podcaster and an author and the co-founder of Girl Defined Ministries. So how about you give us, give us your story? Yeah. So I grew up in a family with eight kids and there are five of us girls in the family. So just a lot of female stuff going around, you know? <laughs> so that's what I was surrounded with growing up. We were actually all homeschooled and grew up in the great state of Texas. And we're all very tall. We're all almost over six feet tall. I'm six one. So it's like, everything really is bigger in Texas, but growing up with all of those sisters around me, you know, I just was exposed to a lot of other friends, girls, that whole community. And we were Christians and my parents were very intentional, but growing up and kind of graduating high school, entering kind of like the college years, early twenties, um, I started to look around and Kristen, the sister who's closest in age to me, we both kind of were looking around and we were like, you know, it seems like a lot of our acquaintances and people we knew growing up that were in church that were raised intentionally, like where what's happened. Like so many of them have even, you know, walked away from the faith. You just couldn't even tell they are Christians anymore. And we both, you know, were like, well, one, we want to like, what are we going to do? Are we going to 
kind of waver in our faith or are we going to stay on the straight and narrow? Do we really want to follow Christ? So that was a whole journey in and of itself of just saying, no, we do want to live for Christ. We do want to live for him. And then we looked back at the people that were younger than us, the next generation. And we said, Hey, what can we do to reach out and help them? Because we know even if you have an amazing church, an amazing you know parent that disciples you, sometimes just having that woman who's just a few years ahead of you, who reaches into your life as a mentor, as a friend and says, hey, I am going towards Christ. I know it's hard. I know with everything crazy happening in our culture, I know with all the social media, everything that's going on, it can be confusing. I'd love to do life with you. And I would love to walk alongside and help you when you have those guy questions, when you're struggling with identity, maybe something with gender, whatever it is. So that's where we started. And that was almost 10 years ago now. And it's been crazy because we've been just going kind of full speed ever since then, you know, God has been so amazing to help us to write some books and have a YouTube channel and podcast and all of the social media and everything like that. And it's just been incredible to kind of grow as women and our, our faith and just in our understanding of who God is and just in life, our seasons have completely changed. And now we're able to minister and reach out and encourage and link arms with women in a totally different season. So I am super passionate and excited about mentorship and discipleship and Girl Defines message of helping women understand and know who God is and how he defines their identity is still very much the heart of what we do. But I would definitely say, you know, it's a little bit different because when we started, we were in our early 20s and now we're in our early, early 30s. So life just looks different and who we can reach looks a little bit different. It does. And I love that because that is exactly the heartbeat of what I'm doing. Mm. A mentor through the airways, looking back now that yes, grandchildren in the mix, how do I look back, reach back and give a hand to help pull out of the mire? Because the exactly. factor is so important, particularly since we go through the seasons, just like you said, of yeah. walking closely, falling away because we're busy and we're crazy. And then life events happen. So i totally underscore your whole message because that's what I'm trying to do over here in this little airwave space. So tell me, was it always easy? You struggled with being single for a season. Yes. I have mostly young moms, but I do have some men on here and I do yeah. have some, some, some single ladies. So tell me, what does that look like to find that? Mm -hmm. So for me, it was pretty much like thinking and hoping and wanting <laughs> and desiring to be married and thinking that would happen from a younger age, you know, and just thinking like, well, when I have a desire that is good wanting to get married and have children and disciple them. Like that's a good thing, right? So why wouldn't God bless that good desire? And I'm sure anyone who's listening has that thing, whether it's wanting children, wanting, you know, whatever, maybe a stronger marriage. And you're like, I feel like I'm doing everything I can. And why isn't this, you know, he won't come to counseling me or she won't, whatever it is. You know, that's how I felt. I was like, God, this is such a good desire. And I want to serve you. And I come on, I want to like have children and reproduce. Like, come on, what's the problem? I want to be team up with a man, like, let's go. And so it it was this huge wrestle struggle for me because I hit my early twenties, obviously didn't get married. Then my mid twenties, um, you know, was in relationships, but they just really weren't the best. They, you know, the people around me were really like, this isn't a great relationship, but I was kind of feeling that like, I don't afraid of the future, afraid of if I don't take action and like make this thing happen, then my life is going to look so different than what I thought. And that's going to be a really you know terrible life. I just thought, no, like, God, I need to take control. And this needs to happen my way because this is the best, you know, like, God, you kind of missed the memo. You don't really know what you're doing. And so 
it was wrestling through that and wrestling through these relationships where I just knew they weren't, you know, just from wisdom around me, I knew they weren't the best. So I knew the relationships that I was in and out of weren't the best, but getting married kind of become an idol in my life. Like this thing, you know, that I thought I couldn't live without, like I had to have that in order to have a complete satisfied life. And it really was this journey of not opening my eyes and just, you know, through scripture and through community around me of people just pouring into my life and saying, Hey, do you, do you really believe that God is good? Do you really believe that he knows what's best for your future? Do you really believe that he has a plan that is better than your own? Um, and I was forced to really come face to face with those questions and ask myself like, okay, wow, like, do I really trust God? Do I really want him to like write the story for my life or do I want what I want? And I don't want to compromise. So, you know, I, I'm going to get my way. And so Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 became a huge theme for me during that season, you know, where it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And that verse became like an anchor to my soul during those years. And, you know, my mid singles happened and then I started coming to my you know, approaching my thirties. And I was like, well, life looks really different, but to be totally honest, it wasn't, you know, uh, you know, an overnight process, but over the years, God really did such an incredible work in my heart to help me realize that my purpose in life is to live for God, to know him, to glorify him. And whether I ever get married or not, I can live that purpose out. And so if God did change my circumstances and I were to get married, my purpose remains the same, but my circumstances change. So if I were to get married, which I did end up getting married, my purpose is still to glorify God, to know him, to live for him. And just how that plays out on a day-to-day -day basis looks different. But as a single woman, my purpose was the same. And so when I finally realized that, I realized, wow, I can thrive as a single woman, even if I'm 85 years old, rocking in my rocking chair, like knitting something, you know, and life didn't look how I wanted, I can still live for God and glorify him and thrive because my purpose isn't just what I want. My purpose is to live for him. So that mindset shift really transformed my life. And, um, you know, I, I was no longer desperate for marriage. So when my now husband did come, come along, I had much more open hands of surrender. And it wasn't this thing like you let's get married. You're the last man around, you know, it was more like, okay, like I can, I can give or take with this. Like if, if it's supposed to be then yes, but if not, like, I don't have to have you in my life. So that was kind of my journey through my twenties and, you know, trusting God never ends. So I feel like it's something that, you know, you, you learn it once and you're like, okay, great. But now the next thing happens. So let's, let's get on that trusting God train again. <laughs> Absolutely. And I tell you, and you, you said it so succinctly. Yeah, that once you learn it, you th it's not one and done. It's like, okay, now yes. I've had this that gives me the faith to step into this next thing, this next struggle, this next trial, which you uh, apparently struggled with pretty quickly because you got married. So that was a huzzah. Yes. You get pregnant. So there was no struggle there. <laughs> but then. Yeah. So I, I just didn't think ahead to all of the different circumstances that can happen in life. You know, my, I think my focus was like, oh, well, you know, I'm single, so I'm going to serve God. Girl Defined Ministries was really up and running during that time. And then when I got married at 30, I thought, well, great. You know, like I, my older sister, Kristen, she struggled with infertility. So I kind of had already this little bit of a hand of a surrender, like, God, I would love to have children, but I know your ways aren't always my ways. So we're going to trust you with this, but we were able to get pregnant pretty quickly. And I actually share this entire story in my book, not part of the plan. Cause it was during this crazy time where Kristen, you know, she's a year and a half older than me. She had, she's been married for over 10 years. She has struggled with infertility since, you know, basically she got married 
And she had this amazing, miraculous pregnancy. And we were all so excited. She was almost to, you know, we, what we thought she was almost to 12 weeks. It tragically ends up going through her third miscarriage. And it's just like heartbreaking. And during that time, when she just found out she's going through her third miscarriage, 10 years of struggling with infertility, these hopes dashed. I found out, I find out that I'm pregnant. And I'm telling you that that was the first initial, like what? Cause you have this sister who's going through this heartbreak and now you're experiencing this high. So that was a whole, like how to deal with like rejoicing and mourning. And they can read all about that and not part of the plan, but you know, pregnancy went pretty smooth for me. Um, I didn't really have any issues with that. And I decided, you know, my mom had had six out of the eight of us at home with home births. And so I decided to have a home birth for my first one. And that went actually pretty amazing. Like the whole process, there were no issues. And I thought, wow, like this is going to be great. I'm just going to like crush this. And I'm just going to be like super birthing woman. And you know, like I'm going to have this amazing story. It's just going to be like, wow, she's just so strong. Look at her. And so I was kind of, you know, feeling pretty good about myself. And so I go, I start labor and it's a pretty fast, you know, from the, from the first literal crack contraction that I had until I pushed AV out, the whole thing was only seven hours, which is pretty fast for a first time mom. But basically the moment he came out of the womb, it was like, downhill personally for me. I just, the entire next few months were so much harder than labor, delivery, pregnancy, all like times a hundred. It was just like, wow. So the moment that he came out, I, you know, unfortunately I'll just share, share the, share the details. Women who've had children, they know, but I had some really, really bad tearing. And that was, you know, my fault. Cause I was just wanting the baby to come out and he came out and all one and it was not good for me. So, um, I, from the moment he came out, I had all of that, that happened. So I was in a ton of pain. Obviously I was at home, but the tearing was so intense that they actually had to transfer me to a hospital. Um, in, in that time as well, Davey, he was just not latching. So he was not nursing like at all, not even close to it. And I just, these are things I never imagined. I just thought like, oh, of course, like babies, they're supposed to nurse. Like we'll figure it out pretty easily. Or yeah, you know, extreme tearing, like that happens to some women, but like, why would that happen to me? You know, I'm prepared. Like I've learned all the things. Like I know how to make this happen. I'm having a home or all this stuff. And so I find myself literally, you know, like six hours after having this great, what I thought like great home birth experience, you know, I find myself literally in the hospital having to get an epidural because I was literally in the surgery center getting stitched up from this crazy tearing. And I'm a mess because Davy still won't nurse. And we're trying to figure all of that out. And that was only the beginning of it. The next really, I would say like five months were truly some of the hardest months of my life. And it's hard to admit that because you think, well, you look, you have a sister. She would, she struggles with infertility. Like, how dare you even like say that was hard. She would imagine how happy she would be if she could just have that, that baby. And I get all of that, but I think it's really important for us as like humans to realize God has us each on an individual journey and for each one of us to acknowledge and to be okay with the hard things that we're going through. So if you are a woman and you're like, wow, like I went through pregnancy or I'm in that season, or I have a friend who's in that season, just realizing like, it may not be the hard thing you're going through. It may not be the hard thing somebody else is going through, but these things can be so hard for us individually. And in that moment, we're not living someone else's life. We're living the life that God has given us. And sometimes he takes us through things that for us are very, very hard in the moment. And so for me, that's how it was. It was so difficult. And so just emotionally like wrecking, you know, obviously after pregnancy, you have so many hormones, you have so much stuff happening, but I just didn't realize how 
for me, how much my heart had been set on one breastfeeding my son. I really wanted to do that. So when that didn't happen for like two to three weeks of us even having any progress, I just felt like such a failure. Like I couldn't care for him. I was such a wreck and so filled with worry. I was choosing to worry so much about what if this never happens? What if I can't ever, like, this has been, you know, this is something I thought would happen. And I started to struggle so much in my relationship with God. I was starting to get like really frustrated at my husband and just felt like I every day just felt so dark and so down um, and just felt like hopeless. And to someone who hasn't been through that, it may, may sound like, wow, that sounds really extreme. But I think it's so important to bring to light that there are a lot of women who go through postpartum issues like I have experienced. And a lot of women don't even know where to go to talk, you know, to talk about it. So just being totally honest, it's like it was it was very, very hard for me. And how did you begin to come out of the dark? Mm, yeah, I'm so grateful that I had a husband who is obviously loves the Lord and was very helpful in being such a support to me and so patient and kind, as well as a great community, my mom and sisters, and even my midwife, she was an incredible Christian. And so she was a great support during that time. But, you know, looking back, I realized that I realized that I had, I had a lot of expectations for what I thought those few months should look like that I didn't even realize I had. And so I didn't realize how much of a, like, a grip I had on, like, I want to nurse my baby. I want to breastfeed. And if that doesn't happen, like I am going to be devastated. And so when you combine that with not sleeping, you know, and all of the hormones, it just was not a good setup. And then obviously being in bed for so long and all the extra stuff that came with all the tearing. And then there were just multiple issues physically that just, it was like one thing after another. And so I remember it was actually my husband and I, we were we were sitting on the couch one day and he was asking me, he was like, so do you think that you can choose to like rejoice and enjoy the little good things that are happening right now? Like, even if you never get to breastfeed Davy, like look at his little face, he was healthy. Like, wow, that's a huge blessing. And then when we would have a little bit of success with breastfeeding, instead of me rejoicing in that, I would go, but what about the next time? If it doesn't work, what about, what if this is the only time it's going to happen? And I would, instead of choosing gratitude for anything good that was happening for me, I was choosing to really worry and, and just to be, you know, which I believe is a sin. And so I was just choosing to enter into more and more of sin, worry, and anxiety, rather than looking at him, looking at what has happened and saying, wow, there are things to be grateful for. There are things to rejoice in. And so that was a very slow process of my husband, honestly, being my main support in that and really helping me, not in a a way of looking down at me and saying, can't you just rejoice, but really tenderly and graciously saying, Hey, let's rejoice. Like, look at his cute little smile. Look, wow, we had success this one time. Let's rejoice in that. And so for me, I chose to go down that route of like mentally really working one step at a time of making those choices and having that support in my husband and also choosing with him that we were just praying a lot, praying that God would help my heart and help, you know, Davey to nurse and all of these things and trusting in the Lord more. And I had obviously my midwife who was coming and checking on me. So physically and, and all of that postpartum stuff, you know, seeing if there was any other steps that needed to happen. But for me, we, we chose not to pursue any medication for me because they didn't feel like that was a necessary step. And for me, it really was a matter of making those little everyday choices and 
it slowly changed things. And I will say I never got, which I know it can be very, very serious for some women. So I want to acknowledge that. I know there are some women where they feel like I can't even go on. And I would say, if you are in that place, please reach out and get help. I never got to that point where I felt, you know, so low, like despairing, like I couldn't go on another day. It was more just very, 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 very like a big cloud above me, that very sadness and just you know, overwhelming, like I can't enjoy anything. Everything is sad. Everything is wrong. So for me pivoting and choosing to focus my eyes on some of the joys and my husband reminding me like, Hey, let's celebrate this moment. Like for the next little bit after Davey just nursed for a little bit, you know, after a couple of weeks, we're going to celebrate this. Oh, look how cute he is. Look how he's sleeping right now. Like we're going to celebrate that. And so we just chose one tiny step. And then we didn't focus on what was going to happen in an hour. We just did the next step and chose to rejoice in the next step. And it was such a slow process of kind of coming out of that gloom and doom, but I can look back now. And that truly is that that's kind of the key of what helped me to get out. It really was choosing to worship God for what we had rather than whine about the things that didn't go my way. And it sounds very simplistic, but it's, it truly was like the key that kind of transformed that turning point for me. Well, and I think too, that you hit on a very good point is that you acknowledged it. You didn't just try to continue to be superwoman, that you realized that you had these things and these expectations and you know, you know, the truth and the truth sets you free. It's true. And until you can do that, you know, if you keep wanting to lie to yourself, then it's easier and easier to be duped into believing lies instead (laughs) of the truth that God has for us. And so you're doing good now. Davy is too. And you know, I will say that, like I said, learning to trust God, it comes the next step, the next step, you know, Davy is two. He just turned two. I'm 33 though. And Dave and I would love to have more children. And that hasn't happened for us yet. You know, we sadly have gone through multiple miscarriages since having Davy, and we are now, you know, having to pursue doctors to see, is there a problem? What's going on? Because that's not happening for us. And so it's just like, I'm, you know, saying with trusting God, it's like, as soon as I, you know, think like, okay, we got, oh, yay, we can have children. We had Davy. I've really recovered from postpartum. Now let's have, it's like, whoa, now we're facing this completely new. I will say it's like learning to trust God for me. And that verse Proverbs three, five, and six, where it talks about trusting in the Lord with all your heart. It truly has like (laughs) ministered to my heart in every season, because now I'm in a place where I have this sweet little boy and I'm having to make that choice again, just like in postpartum, like I can choose to worry. Like, will we ever have children again? What will the future look like? You know, I'm not getting any younger. What's going to happen? Or I can do the same thing. I can look at Davy and say, wow, God, thank you for this little toddler that you've given me. Let me enjoy him today. Let me love my husband today and and actually embrace and and celebrate what we have today rather than worrying about the future. So I'm just telling you, like, I am very much on this journey still. I feel like every time I turn around, there's a new area to trust God in. So obviously I haven't learned it because God's like, you still need to learn a little bit more. So I don't know in two years what else will happen, but I feel like every year or two, there's something new I need to trust God with. There you go. And that is, and that's the truth of our Christian walk. Until he comes again, we are to be on the walk and we're to be faithful. So you've mentioned your book and we've talked about ministry a couple of times, and we'll definitely put all of that information in the show notes. But for those that are auditory listeners, I always like to have you go ahead and say, if folks want to connect with you, 
Where are yeah. all the places? Yeah. Yeah. So YouTube is awesome. Cause that's shorter video formats. We talk about everything on there. So girl defined youtube.com slash girl defined or our Instagram account. We're very active on there. So if you're on Instagram, definitely follow along at girl defined. And then our podcast is called the girl defined show. And we have great interviews just like you're doing. Um, and just lots of really awesome, authentic conversations for women, you know, really of any age who just want to understand God better, who want to live out, you know, his design for womanhood. Um, and then, you know, not part of the plan is really obviously the message of my heart right now. So you can go to girldefined.com slash trust to check out that book. If you would like to learn how to trust God, you know, exactly where you are right now. Awesome. That is, I have just so enjoyed this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for pouring mm -hmm. into my listeners, for pouring into my life, for enriching us and for sharing your story and for trusting that, that um, this time together would be one that would glorify mm. the Lord. So I cannot say thank you enough, Bethany, for, for being on the show. It's been such a fun time. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you. And guys, you know how we roll over here. I'm just going to close with go be a blessing to others because when you're a blessing to others, you cannot help but be blessed yourself. Till next time, this is Kathy. Hey, guys. Real quick, I hope this episode was a blessing to you and that you learned a nugget of truth, got a laugh, or had something that you can share. It would be such a blessing to me if you would go over to iTunes and leave me both a starred and a written review. I would love to be able to read some of those reviews online and that pours into my ministry and my work so much. In addition, if you want some of our free things, that's found over at kathylanham.com. I'd love to connect on social media. DM me at at Kathy Lanham. That's my handle over on Instagram. So until next time, go be a blessing to others because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Take care.